Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to an Instant Reaction podcast. Doing this on the fly, doing this a little sunburnt. Getting close to being a little crispy, Gabby. I, I applied sunscreen, but... Uh, I should have done a second coat, probably. Anyways, uh, following the spring game here in the car, David Lake, Gabby Urrutia, Urrutia, uh, through the smoke podcast, obviously. Uh, Fun spring game. I think we should start there, just the atmosphere at Drive Pink Stadium. Um, You know, it wasn't a capacity crowd, even though it was a sellout with the uh, free giveaway of tickets. But it was still a good crowd, I thought. Um, You know, I'd say 10,000 were there. And, uh, you know, the two... The two sideline seating areas, I feel like, were, you know, 90% full. So... And and I think the the crowd was lively. It was was a good party atmosphere for a Miami Hurricanes spring game. So, wanted to start there... Um, in terms of what we saw, Gabby, I think I think where we should start with it is uh, blocking and tackling. I thought, because, you know, of course, Mario Cristobal wants to establish a physicality uh, culture and mindset at Miami. And, um, you know, I think on the first drive, it was a... So Tyler Van Dyke leading the first team offense, obviously. It was a 15-play... 70-yard touchdown drive, lots of runs, um, and it was capped, I believe, by a two-yard run by Henry Parrish. To me, that drive kind of set the tone in terms of, okay, drive one, they were able to go out and accomplish what they wanted um, for a spring game offense, right? They're not going to open up the playbook in terms of uh, the the passing play designs, Uh, but a run game right a run game's pretty much about overpowering the man across from you and i think on drive one we saw that um so blocking and tackling i thought the tackling was improved i didn't notice i mean i'm sure there was missed tackles but i didn't notice anything like egregious in terms of uh it becoming contagious or something like that that we saw last year um so you know, I think those are the two things you can control about a spring game, where it's going to be vanilla offense against vanilla defense, kind of about com- guys competing. Um, and I think it's good to see the buy-in and the results of the physicality improving. Yeah, I think that's one thing we talked about just even in the preview. Like, you kind of wanted to see the, where the physicality was. Um, the tackling, I thought was I thought was pretty good, man, especially early on. I mean... I, I did have some recruiting responsibilities, so I didn't get to catch like every single bit of it. But um, 
you know, just even early, I thought Gilbert Frierson, you know, I thought was one of those guys that I thought tackled really well. Um, again, just nothing glaring where like that popped off the screen, like, oh, bro, like, you know, oh, here we go again. Um, so, you know, I, I thought that there was a, a lot of improvement. I thought even like some of the guys in the secondary were just even aggressive in terms of just like, you know, even find, like getting to the ball and things like that. So um, honestly, I don't have a ton. Of, I mean, I mean, in terms of those types of things, um, I don't have a ton of gripes or anything that I'm kind of going home thinking like, you know, they really got to fix this ASAP or, or they're going to be in trouble. So I think that's positive. I think you kind of see the level of coaching has significantly improved because those things have been better. I mean, I think it's obvious that there's just, a, you know, just a better group of, of guys around that defense that have just been teaching and, you know, demanding better. So, um, you know, I think that's I think that's a huge takeaway and a huge plus from this. Yeah, the defense does seem uh, better connected, um, which matters, right? Um Let's just go position by position. We'll give our quick take thoughts. Don't hold us to these, right? Because I'm watching this while I'm taking pictures and Gabby's doing recruiting stuff. But just some of our quick takeaways. We'll we'll watch the TV copy later and do a podcast, I don't know, Tuesday-ish, where we kind of provide our thoughts that are um, more formed uh, than what we're going to provide now. But quarterbacks you know i think tyler van dyke is is pretty clearly the guy we knew that um i think he definitely has the most command of that group as well in terms of like getting the ball out quick when he needed to he did push the ball downfield nicely at times um gave the receivers opportunities to make one-on-one plays there's two off the top of my head that i remember here Keyshawn smith early i think it hit him like in the gut um you know as he was turning around to the ball um he fell awkwardly on it and maybe that's why it popped up he didn't come down with the catch but still you know charleston rambo made those catches so uh they need a guy like that to emerge and and jacoby george uh i think he also had a drop if i remember right um so would have been nice to see those guys come down with like one of those plays. We don't expect them to come down with all of them, but uh, you know there is talent there. It's just you got to turn that talent into production. Tight ends, you know, I feel like they did hold back the tight ends a little bit because that's where you can be creative and mismatchy and chess piece types. I mean, they did show some two tight end sets and whatnot, but in terms of actually utilizing them. Um, you know, it was, it was a lot of check down type stuff and yards after catch opportunities where Khalil Brantley kind of showed what he could do. Um, running backs, you know, Thad Franklin, I think you could argue in terms of like what we expected going into a spring game. I think Thad was probably the most impli- impressive player in the game. Um, you know, he did his thing against the second team uh, defense. And then when he got some goal line carries with the first team offense he punched it in so showed the ability to run behind his pads he's definitely Miami's biggest back uh, which is a valuable element Uh, Henry Parrish does a nice job getting to the corner Um, I'm excited about him Uh, he went down briefly with a little injury but he came back later in the spring game so clearly nothing serious O-line I think for the most part they were solid there were some there was some pass blocking stuff that i think needs to get cleaned up um but overall i think they were solid 
I'm, I'm speaking the first team offensive line. There is a drop off from first to second team, of course. Um, defensive line, Cyrus Moss flashed. Um, you know, is it going to translate immediately in 2022? I don't know, but you can definitely see in a year or two. Right. Yeah. He's going to be big time. Um, I think he had three sacks credited uh, with in the spring game. So that's always good to see, right? You get your opportunity, go make plays. Um, I did notice there was a couple guys defensively that I don't think played. I don't think Wesley Besaint played. I think he was with the injured guys. Jafari Harvey was held out too. Um, So those are two guys I would have liked to have seen that we did not see. Um, Jake Lichtenstein uh, made an impact. He recovered a fumble that Mario later overturned. Jake was joking after the spring game that that one counted. That was just Mario Cristobal being a head coach and being like, no, line it back up. So, So he was laughing about that. And then also later in the scrimmage, he got his hand on a Jakari Brown pass at the line of scrimmage, uh, popped the ball up and in the air, and James Williams came down with the interception. So, uh, you know, Jake Lichtenstein, do I necessarily think he's going to be like a twitched-up pass rusher type? No, but he can be. He can inf- affect a game with his length, right? He is six foot six, and we saw that uh, in the spring game, so that was encouraging. Linebackers, you know, I don't know. I didn't. I don't feel good. I don't feel worse or better. Right. Either way. Uh, you mentioned Gilbert. Yeah, he was flying around. He almost had a pick, I think. Yeah. Um, that was impressive. And he popped, like, in the second half of the scrimmage, he popped uh, Dom Memorelli pretty good on the sideline. Um, showed some physicality there. DBs, you know, James Williams had the pick. That was good. Avante Williams, I don't think he was really tested much, um, which is a good sign, I guess. Uh, I do want to, I do want to praise up Isaiah Dunson. I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, he's all ACC caliber, but I am starting to believe that he can be a starting caliber corner for Miami this year, which coming into the spring, I would not have said, um, I just would not have assumed that was possible. Um, but I was watching him quite a bit today from the sideline uh shooting photos and i think he did a pretty good job uh i don't know i don't know if he got tested much and when he did get tested i feel like he did a good job um contesting those passes there was a play i think jake garcia to frank ladson back of the end zone i want to yeah. say it was dunson in coverage did a nice job kind of putting pressure on that play um so yeah, I don't know if you want to fill in any blanks, Gabby, just your overall thoughts, and then we can go into quickly recruiting, because there was some big-time talent visiting from a recruiting standpoint. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like maybe even early on, uh, probably receivers need to clean up some of that stuff. Um, just thinking about the Frank Ladson play, that was I feel like that was one that kind of stood out to me. Just That was a play in the back of the end zone that we sort of highlighted that he made in practice the other day, where he kind of went up like know fully you know extended up you know brought that down so an opportunity to kind of you know make that a play like that count in you know in a in a live setting that you know obviously wasn't completed and you know again that's probably credit to Isaiah Dunson and the coverage that he had there I know it was it was definitely a tight window that Jake Garcia had to fit it through and you know it would have been a really good play a really big time play from Frank Ladson um and then just yeah I think maybe just I think we want to kind of see that big play maybe in the passing game. I don't know if that really came. 
Um, not super worried about it, honestly, because, uh, you know, I do love that. I feel like Van Dyke was kind of throwing it up there and giving his receivers a chance. I mean, those are the type of, like, you know, things I want to see from the quarterback. So not super worried about those types of things. And, and yeah, David, I think you I think you nailed pretty much everything else. Um, nothing else in particular. At linebackers, I mean, I, I, again, I feel pretty good about Frierson, I guess, you know, better than maybe I thought coming in. And I think he had that one play where he kind of came off the edge and made a play in the backfield as well. Right. So, you know, I thought Frierson was, a, you know, a, a, you know, I thought he had a really good day on defense or just made a few big-time plays on defense. So, yeah, I mean, that's probably the my main takeaways until I watched the game over on TV. Let's go hot takey, and then we will go into recruiting so uh before we go recruiting hot take time or maybe it won't be i don't know um <laughs> coming out of the spring right spring's wrapped up do we feel better same worse about this team than we did coming into the spring um i'll let you go first i don't know man i don't i honestly don't know if i feel better um i really don't know and I think a part of that is just because I think I do think the roster will look a little bit different. I think there will be a few more pieces, you know, in the summer, in the transfers. fall. Yeah, via transfers and stuff like that. So that's why I like I feel like it's hard for me to feel like better about it because I don't really know who else is going to be in there, um, you know, at the moment. Um, I feel all right. You know, I, I don't feel like anything this spring really swayed me either direction. I feel like I've kind of just maintained that equilibrium of just like kind of feeling how I feel about them. And again, this team right now, as it stands currently, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, an eight win team that could potentially push push for nine. Um, again, I think if they, you know, hit a couple of home runs in the transfer portal, I think, you know, that could potentially get elevated. But that's pretty much how who they are to me right now. And, um, you know, we'll see how they look in a few months. I think that's fair. I, I by and large, would agree with that. Um... I will say this, though. I do feel better about the defense than I did before the spring. And I'm not expecting this defense to be like some playmaking, shutdown, lock, lock you down defense. But I do feel like they're just going to be more consistent and they're going to make opposing offenses work for points more than we saw last year. And, and that matters, right? You got to got to improve a little bit um and i do feel like the defense i feel much better about that side of the ball than i did coming into the spring um to your point earlier gabby i feel like that's where kind of coaching is making a difference um with their techniques with uh communication all that type of stuff so they they just seem to be on the same page more and tackling better which matters for sure. <laughs> in defensive football. Uh, recruiting. What do we need to know? Yeah, um, I mean, a lot of big-time recruits, uh, you know, made it down to the spring game. I mean, just, uh, you know, going through just a kind of a list of, you know, some of the guys that confirmed uh, that were there. I mean, I think you got to start with uh, five-star linebacker Anthony Hill, number one linebacker in the country, five-star Jalen Brown, five-star quarterback Dante Moore, uh, a bunch of other guys that, you know, I think that are a really big deal. Even some signees that made it, like tra- I got, you know, Trevante Citizen, uh, he and look? he looks fantastic. Yeah, he really looks really good. Like I, I watched him walk in, and it's just like, all right, honestly, kind of makes sense to me that Cody Brown, like, you know, decided, hey, because I think he, Damn. he fit again. I, 
I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was kind of messed up. But, you know, I do think Trevante Citizen, like just looking at him, he looks kind of like a college ready back that, you know, when he gets into that strength program, I mean, I'm going to be extremely interested to see what he's looking like in fall camp because, uh, you know, I think he's, I mean, he, again, he just kind of looks the part. I mean, you look at an SEC type of running back and I think Trevante Citizen uh, checks a lot of those boxes. So, um, you know, I have the recruiting scoop coming out of, you know, everything. Um, I'll just kind of take a couple notes from each of those uh, five-star quarterback, Dante Moore. I think there's a pretty good chance he officially visits Miami. That's what he told uh, Andrew Ivins, uh, who kind of did a, a big-picture interview with him. It sounds like LSU, Oregon could be a couple that, you know, have uh, official visits in the works. I think he'll be at LSU soon for an official, and it sounds like Oregon can be relatively soon as well. Uh, Jalen Brown, uh, the five-star receiver from Gulliver Prep. I'm feeling really good about Miami right now. He's going to go visit LSU, I believe, next weekend. But, you know, I think Miami's in a really good uh, position there. Um, you know, some other big-time programs are involved there. But, you know, I'm really liking where Miami sits right now. Uh, Anthony James, the Texas A&M commit, I think that's a big-time visit. Uh, he didn't see any other school this spring. So the fact that he made it down to Miami is a big deal. I think he saw a chance to play early. Uh, Jackson Howard, the, you know, athlete out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, dad played in the NFL. I mean, look, I, I mean, I think this is a I legitimately think that there's a chance that Miami could land this kid. Um, it seems like, you know, I have kind of mentioned on the inside the message boards that, uh, you know, he's kind of trending towards playing defense at the next level. I know when he came in January, it almost felt like uh, he could play tight end. But, you know, I think, you know, he had a chance to sit down with Rod Wright, with uh, with Jason Taylor and a lot of the defensive staff. And, you know, it sounds to me like he's kind of really buying what Miami's selling. He says, you know, he's hearing from pretty much every single person on the Miami staff. And, you know, I'm not putting in a crystal ball quite yet. I think he's going to go see LSU and talk about potentially officially visiting LSU in Minnesota. But, you know, I, I think Miami's in a really good chance. When you're talking about some of these national, you know, highly ranked kids that Miami's in the mix for, I mean, Jackson, I think Miami has as good of a chance with, with Jackson Howard as they do with any of these guys. So uh, really optimistic about, you know, the, what Miami's doing there. Uh, Jonel Aguero. Uh, safety that you know I know they've been recruiting for a long time uh, Jamel Jamel uh, Adai was has been running point there uh, for him for a while when he was at Georgia so he really he definitely wanted to come check out Miami he was on campus Friday and he says he could definitely sense a difference from what he saw from UM previously uh, he had visited a few I think maybe once once or maybe twice with the with the previous staff so I think that's a big deal he says Miami will also get an official visit from him from him as well uh, Derek LeBlanc sounds like Florida Miami Oklahoma Penn State probably doing the best job recruiting him right now uh, I think Florida leads on the crystal ball um, I think that's fair. I think, you know, even after the spring game, um, you know, just from Miami's end, he said that Mario Cristobal told them that they absolutely need him, that, uh, you know, Cristobal felt like he could help them right now. So sounds like something Miami's not necessarily willing to concede for. Uh, so definitely a big time talent there. Uh, Andy Jean, the former Miami commit, he was at the spring game. It sounds like Miami's still really, really involved there. And, you know, just definitely at the forefront of his recruitment. And yes, he just backed off that Miami pledge, but it sounds like, you know, the Hurricanes are probably still out in front there. I know he visited Georgia and Texas A&M since backing off, but, uh, you know, I, I still, I still feel okay about Miami's chances, uh, with the Miami Northwestern product there. 
Uh, Jackson Carver, a tight end that spent, you know, the last three, four days in Miami. Uh, his mom met him down here on Friday. So they got to walk through, you know, do the whole Hurricanes visit together again now. And, um, you know, he says that Miami's giving him a lot to think about with a commitment coming soon. A couple safeties that made it down, TJ Metcalf and Jaden Davis. Uh, Jaden Davis is committed to Louisville. He said Miami's doing is is pushing the hardest uh, to flip him. Uh, he didn't he didn't say whether he would officially visit, but um you know, it sounds like Miami's doing a really good job there. Uh, big offensive lineman Joe Crocker, uh, you know, got to sit down in some meetings with Alex Mirabal and talk with those guys. You know, it seems like uh, a lot of big time programs in the mix there Kentucky, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Florida State, Michigan State, uh, Wisconsin, Louisville are a bunch of schools he sort of rattled off. So a lot of stiff competition there, and he's definitely a big body type that, um, you know, I think Miami's really excited about. Uh, last guy I'll mention here. Uh, you know, number one ranked wide receiver in the class of 2024, Jeremiah Smith, uh, you know, got a really deep, intimate look at Miami on Thursday, finally got to spend a lot of time there with the staff and, you know, got to sit down with Mario Cristobal, Coach Gaddis and those guys and, you know, just kind of really, you know, start, you know, with the 2024s, uh, Miami can't call them yet. Uh, he would have to initiate contact with them. So, you know, I think it was a good way to sort of, you know, set the the foundation of, you know, what that f- the future of that recruitment is going to look like, obviously going to be a, a big time target for the Hurricanes. So, I think it was a good, real, like, you know, first uh, full look at the program for Jeremiah Smith, uh, who's playing at Hollywood Chaminade Madonna uh, his junior year. So, um, yeah, that, that recruitment's a long way from over, but that's, uh, it seems like things are going well early there. All right, good stuff from Gabby there. All over the recruiting stuff, as usual. He's got a good recap already on the website with those guys. Um, so check out InsideTheU.com for that VIP con- content. Um we do have a subscription deal going right now, 50% off for an annual subscription, 53 bucks for a year's worth of coverage. Uh, and if you're already a subscriber, a monthly subscriber, you can upgrade and take advantage of that deal. So uh, we will wrap it up there. Um, spring football is over. I am sad. I will miss you, football. Till next time, take care. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to The Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.